This week's episode of Walking the Earth Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. For our listeners, you can go and get a free trial and a free audiobook just by signing up at audibletrial.com slash WTE podcast. For getting your book, you can help support the show, and you can find any title pretty much underneath the sun, including Raisin in the Sun, which is a book that uh, I know my friends and Mike had to read in high school. So feel free to check it out again at audibletrial.com slash WTE podcast. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Just by rating us there and giving us a review, you help to get WTE in front of numerous listeners across the country and across the world. So again, please go to iTunes and give us a rating. All right, on with the show. Previously on Walking the Earth podcast, Mike and I sit down with Arpit Bansal, an Indian traveler who shares his stories about his voyage to Turkana, an oasis in the middle of the African desert. In part two of our conversation, it starts to take an interesting turn. He starts to share his experiences and difficulties of traveling as an Indian backpacker. And we start to compare and contrast his experiences with those of Mike, who's a Westerner traveler. So strap yourselves in, sit tight. Here is part two of our conversation with Arpit Bansal. Enjoy. Another thing, Arpit, that um, you mentioned you want to talk about, and I think it would be a really cool topic, um, is, you know, your backpack. You know, I've, I'm backpacking as like a Western person, and yep. a lot of the guests on the show uh, are in a similar situation to me. And I know for you, being from India, you encounter thing, uh, a lot of uh, different kind of scenarios that people like me, will, for example, won't encounter. And I'd love to, you know, hear you share some of that perspective. Right, um, yeah. Do you have any contrast to the Westerner traveler, I suppose? Do yes. You... Uh, I actually, I, I would love to talk about this topic because yeah. uh, uh, I, I was although I, I often uh, look for such content, but there's not, there's very, very limited content because there's not many backpackers from our country. They're not, mm. actually, there are no backpackers somehow because whenever I used to visit these places, people have never seen an Indian backpacker before. They used to. They were so surprised on so many levels that they never used to believe me that I'm a traveler and I'm, I have no intentions other than traveling that place. I had to so many times prove myself that I'm not here for business. I'm not here to, I'm not hiding from uh, some organization. I'm not hiding myself. I'm not a refugee. I'm, I'm a, just a backpacker. And right, though right. it is very easy for a Westerner to just say, or maybe he don't even have to say that he's a traveler. Mm -hmm. Because... Because people yep. just know that oh, it's a, like he, he, like they just expect jo uh, Germans and Israelis yeah. and right. Americans to travel the world. They expect them to travel the world. They don't expect. Yeah, you walk around travel. with white skin, yeah. you know, European yes. or American or Australian easy. or something, and it's like I'll, yeah. I'll, uh, I don't know how many examples I have. There are, uh, but particularly there are two countries I want to talk about. Uh, one is Mozambique. Mozambique is in uh, is like in the southern part of Africa. Um, one of the very, very beautiful countries, but colonized by Portu Portugal, so it still have a lot of influence of Portu Portugal culture. Portu mm -hmm. their, their language is also Portuguese. Ah, okay. And also one of the uh, toughest country to enter. Like it is one of the toughest, easily toughest country to enter. But uh, if you are from India, uh, 
uh, we were we don't even have an option of traveling actually Mozambique, and that is how I actually started thinking about Mozambique because when I reached there, I, I was like, I have to enter this country where nobody from my country is actually allowed. Yeah. So, like, like wow. why not? Let yeah. me let me see. I. I started calling the embassies. They said there's no tourist visas. Uh, I said, why don't you have the tourist visa? And they said, no, no, they don't have a tourist visa. I started reading online about the treaties which were signed between India and Mozambique, and I I found this uh, somewhere. I found this article somewhere where it was said that India has actually signed a treaty with Mozambique about the tourism, and uh, and India in, and then I called Indian High Commission and I said that do you allow people from Mozambique to visit India? And they said, yeah, I mean they they do. If huh. somebody applied from Mozambique, then I then I uh, filed and uh, filed a, a question to uh, from Africa. I filed a question in the High Commission of India, uh, asking that uh, what should I do when a country, even after signing the treaty, is not allowing me in the country? And then they said I have to find the find a proof. So I went to Mozambique again. I, I I filed for the visa again. They denied me again. Then I'm, I I started having uh, I like I was roaming around between one high commission to uh. another embassy. Uh, I started uh, showing them the treaty, the papers signed, uh, the treaties. Then I got this letter from High Commission of India requesting Mozambique High Commission uh, that uh, <laughs> you have to allow this wow. guy. Then they gave. They said they agreed on the transit visa. Then I said, why transit visa? Because uh, because India gives you a valid visa. And it was a long process. Wow. I had this huge fight with among the high commission. And finally, uh, you would believe that the the time when I got the visa from Mozambique. Finally, uh, uh, this is how this lady who was sitting on the counter. They gave. She gave me my passport, and and she said. Never come back to my embassy again. What? This is how she gave me my passport. Wow. Trust me. Are you serious? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm serious, wow. dude. I'm, I'm damn wow. serious right here. Well, uh, so you got in. I, I mean, that's... So I, yeah, I finally after, got after fighting with uh, embassies and... And they, I, I mean, I was I was wow. so thorough with the process of high commission embassies that people in a foreign country in Africa, uh, the two high commission people actually start knowing me. Like, the guards on the doorstep stop, stopped... Uh, like checking me because he know that I I come every two hours I'm coming and oh my, for days I've been wow. just roaming around the so so with that said with that said is it it sounds is this a, can I generalize that it's considerably harder to get in the, in the certain places compared to a Westerner traveler is that is or is it just this is just one of those places is this a, is no. a uni- is this a unique case or is this a uh, a frequent thing it's, it's quite a uh, quite a frequent thing. Uh, uh, to prove that, I will tell you something about Malawi. You know Malawi? It's a country again in Africa. Mm-hmm. Quite a beautiful country. And uh, it's very popular among the Western world to travel Malawi. For example, uh, Malawi is one of the uh, one of the most chosen destinations for Germans to travel. And, uh, and Americans and Japanese are even allowed in Malawi without even a visa. They don't even have to pay for their visa to enter Malawi. Hmm. So, uh, with that. the same consent, I... I I started walking towards the Malawi border, and it took me. It's a, it's a long ride. It was one of the most toughest ride, as tough as the Thirukana ride to reach Malawi border because it was a tough journey, and they cut certain some of the accidents which happened with me on my journey to Malawi border. But finally, when I reached Malawi border, there was a list shown to me on the border. Uh, they showed me a list on which there were seven countries, which were uh, there were seven or nine countries which were written. The name of the countries were Afghanistan. Iraq, 
Iran, Pakistan, and India. Oh. That the people oh. from these countries are not allowed to enter. Wow! The, uh, wow! The and and I'm I'm stunned. I was like I'm standing here on the border. I don't know how many days it took me to reach here. Yeah. And now you're so they said okay. So they have this policy. They said uh, we are not denying you the visa, but you have to go to Darai Islam. Darai Islam is a place in Tanzania. It's a port town. It's a very beautiful town in Tanzania. They said I have to go to Darai Islam. And then there is an office there in the Islam. They said, I have to go there, ask the permission there. They will permit me. I have to pay a fee there in the Islam. Then they'll give me a letter. And if I get that letter, then they will allow me to the country. And I said, excuse me, I'm standing on this border right now. <laughs> the Islam is at least three days far from this place. And you're telling me that I have to go there to take this letter. And, and, I, and they actually even showed me the sample of the letter. There's nothing written on the letter. There was just written that please allow this guy to enter the country, something like that. Like, it's a very basic letter uh, written. Oh, blowing up. <laughs> Cell phones. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. So, no worries, This dude. is not the first, and it won't be the last time that that happens. Uh, <laughs> yes, so so uh, uh, it was a long, it was, it was very tough on Malawi border. Uh, I was able to finally, I don't know how many details I'm, am I supposed to give on this podcast because <laughs> there's just there's just too many things which are no which should which but this is really, somehow I can't even share this is which happened yeah. between me and the and the uh, and the officials there and uh, but but this is yeah. the, but but this is an interesting picture that that we it don't is. really hear that often is the inability to travel between different countries and yes. the the limitations yeah. that are set on your country versus. A, a American passport or a Canadian passport. There's, so oh, I mean, there's so many passports. The Indian passport could be easily one of the toughest passports, dude. When you are an Indian backpacker, um, like I don't know, I well, sometimes I think now I know uh, that why there are not many Indian backpackers because it is not an easy life ahead. It's it's a tough decision, and I'm sure there are many people who are really want to be a backpacker from India. And yeah. when they started, they eventually stopped because it's it's not easy to survive as an Indian backpacker. Yeah, uh, you have been stereotyped at too many places. Uh, I've been stopped uh, by in Mozambique. I've been stopped by the army, and they keep telling me they used to call me terrorist what? and telling them that I'm wow. not. A, I'm yes, they used to call me terrorist, and I said I'm not a terrorist. Sir. I'm sorry. And they start taking out everything from my bag. They even uh, they even looked the the insides of my bag, which is like which are stitched, right? Right. Like the, the, the like lining. There's a cushion. There's cushion for my back in my backpack. They they actually cut that cushion because they think they, that there could be some drugs inside that those cushions. They cut your backpack. Yes, my bag. Wow. Yes, they sliced. Huh. Uh, I had. I don't know how many times I had to bribe in order to release myself, even though my papers were accurate. My, there's nothing wrong in my documents. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm not carrying anything which was illegal. And yet I have to bribe uh, in order, because I was not able to explain in their language that I'm not a terrorist. Because uh. Uh, I, I, Oh, uh, there's, a, there's a good story. You won't believe. I was, <laughs> I was sitting in, in uh, there's, um, it happened with me on the airport. Uh, uh, on my flight back uh, from uh, to the country to India, when I was coming back from Africa, uh, on my flight, uh, this air hostess was serving liquor, and uh, the the uh, the guy who was traveling with me, we both were sitting there, and uh, 
uh, he asked for a beer and uh, she denied him uh, in the flight she that air hostess she said no you are a muslim you should not drink alcohol and he said no i'm not muslim but it's not your concern if i'm asking for a beer you're supposed to give me the beer right. she eventually didn't didn't give him the alcohol she said no it is against uh, us to give alcohol to a muslim uh-huh. and he keep, he kept saying it and you know she even said it on our faces that we are lying we are denying that we are muslim because uh, she said no no don't lie to me don't lie to me you are muslim you are muslim then and we are stunned we are like even if we are muslim i i mean it is just so wrong to yeah, it's your choice. Right. It's your choice, right? It's your yeah. choice. If you... I mean, it is. It is just too wrong to say such things. Right. Yeah. So, it's it's it... because it... go ahead. Yeah. It's just it's uh, actually just hard. Uh, Justin. What happens is that when we were backpacking, you of course you don't look too apt. You you have the long beard. Your clothes are a little dirtier than yeah. usual. You're uh-huh. not of course very well dressed. Uh, but, I see. Uh, but when you are a white guy, you can actually look cool when you are a backpacker. <laughs> like when right. you're not a white guy, you look terrorist when you are a backpacker. Uh, a that's fine. Yeah, I was looking. You know, I was just going around. Like, yeah, I have, you know, long hair now, and I had a, yes. I had a real long beard when I was but traveling. Look, yeah, I'm. Cool. I'm yeah, cool. I walk around with like and just like t-shirts and shorts and sandals, yes. like just really grungy looking. And like, yeah, it's just yes. like it's cool. You're a white guy for sure. You get away with that, and people are like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know, but do, when you when you see when you see a guy from India uh, in the similar dresser, uh, it's it's like it's not very widely accepted. Ah, uh, okay, that's, right. That's interesting. And you you get a lot of trouble. I I, I for example initially and, and I actually like even I remember even like within India though. Um, it was funny because like I was walking around in shorts and t-shirts and like my Indian friends I was meeting everyone's wearing like jeans and button-down shirts yeah. and everything and I remember some of my friends were like yeah sorry I, I, I would ask like why are you wearing jeans and like a long shirt like like man I can't dress like that like I would look bad if I dressed like you're dressing right now I'm like <laughs> really like it's so even like within India it's kind of like uh, that kind of thing it's, it's interesting huh. and, yeah I mean within India it, it may be because uh, because it's People generally don't walk around during the daytime. They can probably uh, walk around during the night times. It's it's a different thing. But but when mm. uh, you are backpacking, when you're traveling, uh, you really have to prove a lot of times uh, that you are just a traveler right. and you have no intention. Right. Uh, I've been stopped by custom uh, people. Uh, I don't know how many times I have to empty my bag like completely in order to prove that I'm not carrying drugs. Wow! And, uh, yeah. I don't have guns. I've been asked to show my gun, and I said, "Gun? I'm sorry, I I don't have a gun." And they yeah. said, "No, no, show me your gun." I said, "I don't have a gun, sir. I'm that's, sorry." That's that's just crazy. That's just that's just odd to me. That just I mean, it's I I feel upset. That I feel in Tanzania, upset. Tanga. It did, okay. uh, there's a place called Tanga. It's a port town in Tanzania. Uh, it's a very beautiful town, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is where it happened to me when they asked me to show my gun and. And I said, I don't have a gun. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like um, I, almost like a race racism, so to speak. Right. Yeah, it? yeah, definitely. It's so what it it's, is. it's like a different uh, Justin. What happens is because it's it's very new. Right. They don't know. Uh, they are actually I, I won't say it's racism. I'll say it's um, it's uh, I don't know. How should I say it? it uh, yeah, that, I mean, they, they don't believe you because right. they haven't seen any such thing. Right. It's it's more about trust. They don't trust you because probably yeah. some incidents must have happened in the past, or right. because maybe we have such looks. Right. But it is. Uh, I would just want to prove a point that it is it is little different for an Indian to backpack than and, than a Westerner. And right? you're different. And and now that you know, 
they don't see them that often because you're not allowed in those places. So you're rare. You're you are rarity. Yeah. You are very rare. Very rare. And yeah. like in Malawi, when I when I checked in into this one of the backpackers hostel, it was owned by a German guy. He was an old guy, very old guy, and he was he was so happy to see me. He said, like he just loved me so much. He said, "You are the first Indian backpacker he has seen. He always wanted to travel to India, and he had one of the very best friends from India when he was young, and wow. uh, haven't been connecting with any Indian." Then he said, "I'm just like I'm I'm." He actually said those words. I don't know how how much he mean that, but he said, "I'm bored of seeing the white guys in my house." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. He actually said that. Yeah. And, uh, I, man, I was loved. happy to meet you too in Krabi. I was like, "Oh yes, I got to reminisce about India with you." I was like, "Oh yes." Yeah. <laughs> Good to. Uh, That's very cool. It is. It is nice. Um, and you meet someone yeah. who's not. Yeah. Not, has so many backpackers. Yeah. It's it's the Americans, Australian, European, Western kind of folks. And sometimes I, it feels good. I, I, yeah. I feel nice about it sometimes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's nice. It, it is it, it is true though, man. It's just like it is a lot easier for say a backpacker like me to get around for so many reasons too right like um i my passport american passport is just easier to get around different countries other factors come into play too like exchange rates for right. example you know mm -hmm. i earn money in a u.s yes. dollar and yeah. i convert it out right and i convert to thai bot too, and i'm great you're coming from india <laughs> to thailand and all of a sudden for you it's like the opposite of for me like when you go to thailand the price is doubled for you versus uh, like okay. you know and and also i uh, i have to pay the transaction conversion charges so many times like for example uh, in africa i most have most of the time i had to convert it my currency to dollars and then dollars to their currency because Holy they were not converting my currency directly gotcha. they said there's so no conversion double. from rupees to their currency so i had to convert it to dollars pay some conversion charges mm -hmm. and then dollars to their currency oh, so man. it's like I, i'm paying twice double so charge it's like very oh, it's very very annoying that sucks it's very oh. very annoying well i i yeah, I, I can't believe this, but you, you are definitely absolutely a pioneer. You're, you're pushing the boundaries. You're arguing oh, with you're arguing with different um, embassies like this is this is a very cool thing. And, and please, mm. if you come to New York City, please contact me. I definitely want to. Let's, let's have a beer. Let's have a beer. Yeah, of course. Uh, I would love to. Uh, I'd love yeah, to I'll be, that. I'm going to be there pretty soon, my man. Um, yeah. But <laughs> from the time of this recording, at least it'll be like 10 days. Well, I'm going to be going through in a few days what Arpit you're going through right now, actually. Right. Because you just um, returned back to India and you're kind of doing the traveling around different parts of India yes. to see uh, people. It's kind of like what I'm about to do is go and like <laughs> different parts of the U.S. to see, uh, you know, friends and family that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how is that, sure how is that return home experience for you? Yeah, but make sure you carry your moods well. Uh, Mike, trust me, when you come back home after a long travel, there's a lot of changes, your body and your moods. Your, there's just too many things which, which will happen to you. And you start getting bored because you're not moving. You start getting into comfortable zone, which you're not liking. Yeah. You're, it's like, it's a lot of withdrawals which you have to go through. So make sure you, you manage them well. The travel gotcha. withdrawal. Yeah. Yeah, and Mike, <laughs> at least you get to be with me and... And uh, maybe I could wean wean you into some things. Yeah, yeah, you're my first uh, yeah. stopping point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you can yeah wean me. And back Justin, what is your plan to come back to India? Are you coming to uh, India sometime? I, I would love to, and I I definitely plan on it at some point. I have no immediate plans. Uh, my immediate plan is to pay for my 
rent every month and then and then build up <laughs> slowly build up some money uh to plan i want to travel internationally next year and i want to i'm saving up some vacation time right now i'm nice. i don't have the destination picked out it might partially be dependent on where mike is so yeah come visit uh, me i'd also encourage you man go on like go off some adventures like if you can take a few months off and backpack around yeah. and stuff like yeah, come come stop off. You can start off wherever I am at probably Chiang Mai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I I'd love to go. I'd love. I'd yeah. absolutely love it. So you um, have a host yeah, here man. in India. Yeah. I would love to host you guys, man. Come. Awesome. Yeah. I uh, I'm coming back. To, we talked about this actually back in uh, Krabi too. I'm coming back to India for sure. Got to yeah. see like more of the Himalayas. Yeah. I, I'm sure where you live, Delhi, um, is your base, and so that's <laughs> I'm sure where I'm. Like, uh, heading out there. So, um, cool. I'm going to take you up on that offer for Absolutely. sure. <laughs> well, Arpit, we, um, we've got one question for you. Uh, yes. Okay. It's a question we ask all of our guests and I'm sure you're familiar with it having listened to our podcast, but what is one thing that you'd like to do before you die? Um, the one thing which I want to do before I die is, uh, to make, uh, India travel more than how much India is traveling right now. So mm. I've already started working towards the direction, and uh, I want to uh, I want to change how people get education in India. And I feel travel is one of the very good way of uh, educating somebody. It's a uh, it's a uh, like it's not academics for sure, but uh, it can easily be as effective as academics, or even more effective than academics. So I want to tell more, more and more people in India the importance of traveling, yeah. how uh, exotic vacations are different from traveling per se. Right. Uh, mm. There's a lot of misconception about the word traveling in India. People, uh, people uh, confuse this with leisure and, uh, right. and waste of money. Right. But uh, I think it is the best use of the money. So gotcha. I don't know. I want to contribute towards that cause. That's a very... Yeah, that's a help. Very, yeah very noble cause very noble cause yeah have more indian people travel yeah i it's some it's funny because i think that's part of like um some of the motivation of this show itself is like you know helping people to hey get out there and people who want to travel you know and they're yes. not uh haven't done it for whatever reason like help them you know get out and if, if that's something that's calling to you you know hey mm -hmm. go out and go out yeah. there and get it yeah you know? yeah absolutely is there yeah is there a way for is there um we didn't ask you, but is there a way for people to contact you or is there a website that you have where people can get in touch with you if they want to talk more about this with you? Mm, no, I haven't. I've never blogged. Uh, I don't have a blog. I write for myself. No public persona. I, I, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it's like I never thought of actually about uh, writing a blog because when I left for traveling, it was more about my own call and gotcha. like I was, I was looking for myself rather than gotcha. right. Well, I'm, I'm sure so, I'm sure you can program up a quick website if you wanted to, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. But I'm I'm actually going off from the digital. World. It's more like a detox time for me. I, okay. I was just too much into a digital world for a long time. My my whole world was zero one zero one zero one. So, <laughs> right. So it's it's well, so I, binary. I can tell you, man. If it's something, if travel, like long term travel, is something you want to like keep doing. The kind of work you're doing is something that you could take on the road with you, right? Like where I am now in Chiang Mai, lots of people that do this kind of stuff, like uh, you know, working online, and there's a lot of that kind of stuff. So, hey, your skill set probably is transferable to things that you can do from you know, laptop or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, 
So that's true. That's true, actually. Yeah. Mm, Some food yeah, for this. I, I just a thought to plant in your head is that you know if you're doing like programming, you're doing software engineering, yeah. Yes, so, I'm a programmer. Gotcha. Yeah, so I mean, like, I, I, there's so many people right here in Chiang Mai is kind of a mecca for it, in fact. Of, uh, but you know what? The, uh, you remember when I told you that Thailand only gives us 15 day visa? No, oh, yeah, that's another like, thing. Oh. You have. I, I get 30 days because I'm a, yeah. I'm from the U.S., a G7 country. Yeah. One of the and also, you countries. can like take they any 30 days time. without visa. Uh, we can't take any number of times. We have to. Yeah, another example. Like, we can't it, extend right? it after once. Like uh, it's not that easy. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So it'll be there's an, okay. So being a digital nomad in Chiang Mai uh, is going to be a more difficult yeah. process. You could maybe manage it on like a education visa out here if you're learning Thai language yeah. or something. That might be maybe I don't know how. I, yeah, I, I don't know how it works. You, you, yeah, you I, have a whole I slew of I, challenges I that I don't it. have for that. Yeah. <laughs> But you know about Bhutan, right, uh, Justin? Have you heard about this country called Bhutan? Um, I'm not familiar with it, no. Okay, so it's, it's, you should Google it, man. It, is, it can easily be one of the most beautiful countries I've been to, Bhutan. And 70% uh, uh, of that country is a restricted land. Like, nobody can visit those lands. 70% uh, of the country is, uh, is like, non-reachable by tourism or anyone else. And uh, not everyone is allowed to visit Bhutan. When you want to uh, travel Bhutan, you have to apply to the government. They do a lucky draw, and then they take out few names, and only those people are allowed to travel to the country. Huh. So it's like huh. it's very tough country to travel to. But I was teaching there in Bhutan for some time, and mm -hmm. I was teaching in one of the remotest location, and that's where I actually found out that uh, teaching is is like it's very beautiful, and education system is quite nice. Oh, I gotcha. So. So maybe I want like, for example, how Mike yeah. got his call from Chiang Mai. Yeah. I might just go back to Bhutan one day. I would love to go back to Bhutan. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Man? Get your calling. You got your calling. Is Bhutan you know? the country that does the gross national happiness instead of GDP? Yes, exactly. It's ah. highest, highest ah. gross national. It's the GDP is happiness. Correct. It's yes, that's amazing. Like we should. That's how we should rate ourselves. Not how much dollars are you making in your yeah. country. Like, exactly. What's how happy are the people? Like that's a way better measure to me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, well, um, yeah, that's amazing. And we definitely talked about that in one of our uh, more recent episodes. That's oh yeah, that's right. We did. Yeah. yeah. But. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I I hope that you get to go back and and find your Chiang Mai, you know, because <laughs> so to speak, find your own Chiang Mai. Find your own Chiang Mai. That's a new phrase, Mike. That's what we're we're dubbing that. Find <laughs> find find your Chiang Mai. <laughs> um, but Arpit, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, yeah, man. It's been pleasure is all mine, dude. Come on. Yes, and. Yeah. Um, thank you very much, and please send your photos uh, to us whenever you get a chance. Yeah. I will, I will, I will send you pictures with some details so that you can uh, relate to the stories. And uh, and my email address is arpit.2000 at gmail.com, just in case you want to write me again for something. Gotcha. You know, just connect cool. me there. Yeah, All right. We'll uh, post it up for folks who want to touch with you also. Yes. Well, uh, awesome. well, thank you again, and thanks everybody for listening to Walking the Earth podcast. This is Justin Castle signing off from New York City, New York. We'll talk to you next time. Take care. Next time on Walking the Earth podcast, Mike sits down with Sam Apicon, who is a retired Thai traveler that offers free tutoring for Haram or foreigners. In their conversation, Sam shares his perspectives from when he was a Thai traveler and expat spending time in the United States. So, tune in next time 
on WTEPodcast.com. Don't forget your free audiobook at audibletrial.com slash WTEPodcast. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes.